It is literally sunny and gorgeous in the Pacific Northwest. We lie. We tell everybody it's rainy and we lie because it's paradise. <laughs> Hello. Hey, thank you for hosting this one. Absolutely. Nice. Did I look you. out and it's just me right now? It, all the stage is yours, my friend. Okay, cool. Well, I'll take it. Um, all right. So I've been talking to um, your colleague, Jess, about some of the problems I'm having. Um, I'm the neurosurgeon in California that's got like some call strife and like, uh, you know, stuff going on. And, yeah. you know, like all of us. <laughs> but I'm trying to um, just navigate that. And um, most recently, I figured out that I think it's mostly like the hospital administration actually kind of stirring the pot here. Um, cause I talked to the younger neurosurgeon in the other group. Um, we actually had like a meeting of the younger neurosurgeons in town and I want to talk to them and, and like, just feel out what was going on, you know, cause I felt like I was getting a lot of third hand information or fourth hand or, you know, like bad information, bad Intel. Yeah. So like, let's first man. Yeah, exactly. And they really don't seem to have, that surgeon doesn't seem to have any interest in like fighting or beefing at all. So he just wanted to get on the call pool because apparently like for years, um, the surgeons covered call at two hospitals. And then when he came in, he was promised that he would be able to cover both hospitals and they blocked him out of the one I'm primarily at. And then they told me, unbeknownst to me, that the problem with my boss getting kicked out of the other hospital was something with the medical staff getting pissed off at him for not seeing a patient. So like the plot kind of thickened a little bit. Certainly. Yeah. So I think um, what I just wanted to talk to you about is basically like, I just wanted, I realized that I think I have to get as hard as a, like a lady, you're not prone to do this, but just get more like self-centered in a way and just yep. focus on, growing my part of the business and realizing that like maybe there are parts of the business that I can grow that my boss might not be able to grow because he pissed off some people. Totally. Yeah. Which is like a little scary though, but um, you know, I'm partner in 11 months. So I have a little bit of time to start working on it and then just start doing it on my own. And I realized like, I want to run my part of the practice a lot differently than he does. He doesn't have any support. We have office manager, a scheduler, a receptionist, and someone who does offs. But like, that's not enough people. Like for four, for two surgeons, four people is not really like no adequate staff. Like he runs around, he does all his own notes. He does all his own orders, pulls his own drains. I'm like, dude, like, why are you doing all this? Like you're losing money. That's right. But that's right. There's, but like, maybe I shouldn't fight it. And I think that as soon as I start, when I'm partner, I'm just going to hire an NP and just take the, I'm just going to bite. Like I'm going to lose money at first. Yeah. I'm going to make more money later. So yeah. I think I'm just going to do that. They tend to pay for themselves if you do it right. Um, yeah. I, I have more experience with PAs. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm fine with that too. You have to, you have to train them up, but like expecting him to change because you're telling him to change. Like surgeons hate that. Yeah. Right. Like we hate yeah. that. Surgeons, yes. you just, that's just our personalities. Like, don't tell me I should do things differently. You do your own thing. He'll be like, whoa, what's she doing? Right. And, and then can decide to change or not change. Right. right, right, right. And I don't think, I don't think you're right. He's not going to change. And he said he wanted to have an NP um, to share between the two of us. But I realized like he had the whole time during COVID, 
to hire an MP. And the whole time after COVID, and I understand if during COVID he couldn't afford it, but um, he's had literally years. So I'm like, well, even if you only had them one day a week, you know, like you could have had help for a little bit. And I don't know, he seems to pride himself on doing everything himself, but I'm like, dude, why are you pulling out your own drains? Like, what are you doing? This is a total waste of your time. Yeah. It's the Halstead way, man. Yeah. But it's stupid at this point in time. It's my, it's not financially responsible at this juncture in time right now. And you can't help more people. Like, like for, for all the people who don't think a doctor should ever talk about money, which we should talk about money, mm-hmm. but um, you can help more people if you don't pull the drains. Right. And I can help more people if I have um, either an MP or PA seeing my post-ops at their first visit. I can even, I can come by and say, hi, they oh, can no. order physical therapy. They can do the wound checks. They can schedule a follow-up wound check if we need it. Yep. You know, you know, you, you read all this stuff like, about I don't know. like surgeon shortages and you're yeah. like, really? If surgeons were just used for surgery, do you think there'd still be a shortage? Right. No. And like, nobody brings up that point. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. And then I realized my, I think my boss does listen to me a little bit. But he listens so slowly that I don't think I'm going to have time to help him turn his aspect of the practice around. Because I told him six months ago that we needed to hire a neurologist. And I was like, dude, we're the whole problem that we're having is that the neurologist from the other hospital wants to come here to our where we're working most of the time and then spoon feed his consultations to the other group and, you know, basically sideline us out of a lot of stuff. And um, that's not unethical. It's not like good practice, but there's nothing we can do to stop him from doing that. So I was like, okay, why don't we just hire our own neurologist? We need to order EMGs. We need, we have patients who need stroke follow-up. Like we gather these patients, we could hire them part-time two days a week and let them grow the business from there. And he was like, oh no, we don't have the money. I'm like, okay, well, this is going to come back to bite you, man. Like sometimes right. you got like, you got to take a hit sometimes. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of people don't understand that is like yeah. what growth is. Right. Right. And like what, why people have one year, five year, 10 year plans is right. like, because it does take time and you don't see those fruits. But if you don't have the vision guaranteed, you're going to stay the same or you're going to die. Right. Right. Business wise, not literally. Yeah. Not personally. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I'm just going to keep harping that, but that, you know, the other day he came up to me and he's like, yeah, we need to see if we can get Dr. Gupta, one of the neurologists in, in Southern California back. And I was like, I told you that six months ago. I mean, I didn't say that to him, but the back of my head, I was like, dude, I told you this six months ago. And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, could you reach out to him? I'm like, yeah, of course. But, um, you know, like, I don't know if it's going to do anything. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm like, no, dude, I mean, I think, I think you have a vision. Yeah. And to stop waiting around for other people to, because they don't see your vision. They don't have your vision. Right. Right. Which is what a vision is. Yeah. <laughs> By definition. I, yeah. I don't honestly, I, I like this guy, but I don't know if he has any vision for his practice because I think he just thinks that if he goes in and sees a lot of patients and does like good surgery, that his practice will stay afloat and it probably will. But there's like other stuff, you know, the, there's more pressure from insurance. We Medicare's don't have cutting 3.9% January 1st. Unless yeah. Anybody, unless anybody has updated info on that fact. Yeah. 
but yeah, you know, so it's a point of like, you know, we, we got trained of like, just do good work. And you wrote the, the system will take care of you. Right. And no, it won't. And I, and I can't agree with it. It's going to take care of you right now. Right. And it's like the people who are innovative and care about, you know, how many billers do we need? How, how do, how many mid-levels do we need? Like, those are the people that are going to survive. Because mm-hmm. one dude doing widgets that keeps getting cut every year, the writing's on the wall. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, I don't think I'm going to be able to help him come out of that mindset. But I do think if I hire my own NP or PA, I'm not going to let them use them for a while. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, nah. Nuh-uh. <laughs> or, or yeah. Or you can be upfront and be like, do you want 25% of this? Say it now. <laughs> yeah, right. That's support, so if you're not going to support this, they're mine. You right. can see it much nicer than that. But like saying it up front instead of like later on being like, Andy uses them for drains, but I'm paying for them all, right? Like protect that yeah. asset. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't think he realizes, like I find it super annoying that one of us has to be in town every weekend unless one of our friendly colleagues is taking call because like I'm not paid for the call, but I'm stuck here. Yeah. And, I'm not, and I'm not trying to sound like a brat. I'm just saying if it's every other weekend plus my calls that I'm stuck here, I get a little frustrated. It's not you know. sustainable. Right. Our neurosurge in our town just pulled the plug on the hospital. Really? Yeah. They just had it with them. The call contract was just, and they were getting paid. Yeah. But they're like, like today is the day that doctors realize nobody else can do a craniotomy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You there's can't, no, you can't yeah. mid-level a craniotomy. No. You can't. If you want me to sit in town, that costs money. Yeah. I'm yeah. so pro doctor on this, like it's obscene. Like it just oh, makes yeah. no it makes no other sense that the highest trained person doesn't get paid to limit their life. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, no, it makes absolutely no sense. And I was thinking with that in mind, like I, I have two very separate visions for my career, and I decided. I'm just going to go with whichever one kind of flows easier with changes in my life in the future. Um, I realized that maybe I'll be happier doing locums. There are like these jobs where you work two weeks at a time and yep. split the call. And like, there's something like upstate New York, um, some in like parts of the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. you know, where people just want to work, you work your 10 or 14 days in a row and then you're out of there and your partner takes over. Yep. Um, that's or what, you know, Je- that's what Jess is doing. now. That's, right. Yeah. That's like fantastic. Especially if she her- loves it. She's like, it's my alone time. It's great. No, that's, that's great. Cause then like you just focus on work and then when you go home, you just focus on home. Like yeah. you don't have to be trying to balance everything. Yeah. And that's then- awesome. Yeah. And the deal is like your hospital is getting you free right now to sit around on a weekend. Right. But you know what a locum's neurosurge cut would cost them? A lot. A shit ton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's not so much my hospital as, as my colleague my boss because the problem is that since there was so much infighting amongst the surgeons and we have one guy in our call group who just refuses to like really see people unless you if you call him up front he will okay so he's not a bad guy he's just usually at the other hospital and he is on his own and he's semi-retired he just wants to do like med mal stuff and honestly i think he just does enough surgery um so that he can stay clinically active so he can do med mal and surveys and and other stuff and you know whatever i don't that's fine it's good you're figuring out what makes him tick yeah well also he seems to be enjoying life like he has a beautiful house he just apparently bought another one um whatever investments he's got must be kicking and killing it because 
he looks like really happy. And he will come see our patients if like both of us are out of town, but you have to really like kind of push it, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to be out. My, my boss will be out. Can you see them? And he will, but he'll like, you know, you really got to book them in advance, you know? <laughs> and, and our other um, call partner usually will, if you tell him that you're going out of town, he'll, he'll take care of it. But then the new guy from the other hospital, like, no, we just got in this stupid fight. So when he's on call, one of us has to take care of all the other patients. Or, you know, there's a potential for three neurosurgeons to be rounding at a community hospital, like on a weekend. How stupid is that? Yeah. We're talking about like six patients max, maybe 10 if you have like a couple interesting consults. Yeah. Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> because nobody else is going to fix that for you. No, no one else is going to fix it. Nobody else is going to, nobody else cares, right? No, yeah. no, they don't. So I was thinking either the locums thing or maybe, um, depending on how everything goes here, just growing my half of the business um, or what will probably be more than half because I just don't see my boss changing. And now he's fine to work with, but I just don't, you know, I think he's, he's doesn't realize that he's going to get totally like demolished soon. I'm like, dude, you, you're the one handling the day-to-day finances for our group. You are the one who sees this. Like, why aren't we doing like, for instance, we don't sell our own braces. We don't do our own Miami J collars. Um, we don't have a neurologist. We don't have a physical therapist. We don't have x-rays, nothing. So we have zero ancillary income. except that we rent out part of our office and now our office is like a smorgasbord. Okay. The way we rent it out makes no sense because we have home critical care doing PFTs in the back corner of the office. And now we have OB-GYNs doing ultrasounds in there. And the old space, well, we have space, but I'm like this long-term is kind of crazy because we don't have the groups that would refer with us. You know, I'm like, why aren't we sharing space with ortho? Why aren't we sharing yeah. space with physical therapy? Okay. You know, um, with neurology, with um, PM and R. Yeah. You know, but you know, whatever. I I don't know if I can ever change that. So I don't know that I need to like lose any sleep about it. Do we definitely shouldn't lose any sleep over it? Yeah. Like the your career is going to shape up how it's going to shape up by you doing having your vision, doing your work, like yeah doing your things and like it's all this like empty airwave mental that like drains us like Mm -hmm. is he ever going to change is is the hospital ever going to get hire their own mp to take call for us on the weekends right it's like all that it's like we don't we can silence all of it because it doesn't help us yeah yeah, absolutely. And I realized too, this conflict stuff is not helping at all. And I really, I walked into it. It wasn't, I didn't start any of it. And the good thing is that I realized, thankfully, my younger colleagues also realized that I didn't start any of it. And what happened at least now, I, I also assume everyone is maybe fudging the truth a little bit, but my colleague down the road said that when he started a couple of years before me, he was, he was again, promised the call at both hospitals. He got nudged out of the most of the time and then he said the other surgeons were all super hostile to him and that the hospital he was at had told the other guys he was coming so but apparently the hospital didn't tell these other folks that he was coming so he just shows up and he's like he's young right he doesn't know the lay of the land or anything and it's a small community he shows up and like apparently these folks didn't know he was coming in and so that set off alarm bells Right. And then that is in turn, like the conflict just went 
higher and higher and higher up from there. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why? Like you and I don't have to have, like, I ran into the same problem where I was told I would take call at two hospitals. And shortly after I signed my contract, got iced out of the second one. So I was like, okay, well here, we got the same issue. We don't need to be, um, fighting. Totally. So that's good. But I mean, eventually my boss is probably pissed about it because he sees this guy as public enemy number one. But I'm like, I told him, like, I don't think this guy is the problem. I think the problem is the neurologist that works with him. But then I realized the guy, the neurosurgeon told me that the um, hospital actually approached their neurologist because they just don't have any coverage at our hospital. So the whole problem has been a neurology vacuum and then like an ego battle. But the ego battle like got out of control. Typical. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's crazy. It's all because surprise, surprise. Right. But I didn't know this happened as much in private practice. I knew what happened in in like academics, but yeah, that would be super interesting to see where it happened more. I have no idea. I don't know. But like, you know, territory patients, egos. Yeah. Socially awkward doctors. Oh, totally. It's just, I think it's just universal phenomenon. Yeah, I think I should start a nonprofit like for the young neurosurgeons in my county. And then we could like have gatherings and write it off our taxes. Like, you know, I don't know if it'll fly, but I don't know if there's enough neurologists anywhere. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely not. Yeah. Unless maybe, maybe New York City, That, but that's like it. Yeah, yeah. I have this, I have a young woman in retention. And I'm like, before I do anything surgically, I need a neurology eval of this. This could be MS. This could be, you know, all the things. They're like, this was like a month ago. They're like, yep, non-urgents are January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like your brain, people. Mm-hmm. It's really like, bad. Just checking. Um, it's your I brain think- and maybe MS and retention in like a young person. They're like, yep, January. I'm like, Yeah. And it's also gotten to the point too, and I don't know if you experienced this, my urology colleagues at my hospital said they do, where they think something is brain or spine and they try to refer to me and the insurance won't um, pay for it or they won't, or the insurance won't pay for an MRI coming from a urologist. And so now thankfully um, via the surgeon's lounge, we interact. And so, you know, if there's someone they're worried about, I can get them in. Um, But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have, I had no idea that they were running into this problem. Yeah. It's a little bit better here, but that's not unusual. I think it's like t- like the territory of the insurance and how how mm-hmm. tight they want to hold them. I mean, I think like you figured it out of like it really is your relationships and your communication and you making sure you are helping the other people to get what they need and then you get what you need. It's like all these soft skills that we did not get taught. Yeah. But it's like so much better for patients, so much better for us. When you, right. like, you know, you, you have those relationships with people. Oh, oh yeah, it is much better. And I'm glad I know our two urologists at our um, hospital and our urogynecologist. Um, she sent me a patient actually, because she was like, this patient has more issues than are explained by her like bladder alone SOS. And the patient had really bad cauda equina syndrome for like months like fecal incontinence bad and just was walking around with it wow really sad she's doing better now though that's wild that is really wild dude your future is bright look at you 
I just, you know, just don't try to build Rome in a day. Like, I think we try to build Rome in a day and it's, it burns us out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was thinking too, is I realized, and I think this coaching group helped a lot that where I'm working right now is it is a job, you know? Yes. What I have building is my career, but if I, if in three years, I'm not getting along with my colleague, it's, it's not necessarily the end of the world. It's a job. And yet, it is because yeah i will lose some insurance contracts but guess what i can be i don't have to if i'm off work for six months and i have to do a locums assignment i'm gonna be fine you're gonna be fine and it might actually be like an amazing time of your life totally totally and i don't want to do that right now because i have a year and change out so i don't want to be in that spot just yet but if i have to be it's not the end of the world and there's two other places i can work i can work at the other hospital where we've been beefing um because i'm i'm like okay i'm putting out this fire i'm not adding to this like i didn't start this i just walked into it i'm not contributing yeah and then we have a um, like a trauma center where you get paid just a nice cushy salary and they work really hard don't get me wrong but they get good benefits good salary and your tail is paid because it's you know yeah exactly (laughs) exactly tails paid um yeah, I mean, even just knowing that like the ground will be soft when you jump is like gives you more confidence of like, I got this and I can even try stuff because it's okay because there's not really a, a failure here. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's Speaking so much of- we can't control. But like yeah. knowing like you just pivot. Right. And I think this group helped me like learn that I can learn a lot at this job and I can learn how to network. And I can learn how to deal with the hospital administration. And I told Jess, I'm actually, I'm going to apply for our surgery committee. My boss is applying for the director uh, program because it has to be a neurologist or a neurosurgeon. Since there's only one, they're basically sharing a neurologist between two hospitals. And we have um, one uh, neuro- one employee or one uh, neurologist who won't take call. So sh- she can't be the director. I mean, she doesn't want to do any call. And that's fine. There's reasons. And then we have another neurologist who will take a week, a month of call, but he's super busy. Like he's backed out till like you, like you said, January, February for his patients. Mm-hmm. So there's that vacuum. So thankfully, like my boss did, I really do appreciate that. Like the last three weeks, he kind of saw the writing on the wall and did pick it up and kicked it into high gear. And he's like, okay, I'm going to apply for this. So I was like, all right, Hey, we're doing something. And then he's like, I want you to apply for the surgery committee. I'm like, all right, hey, we're moving forward. I can do that. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's good. I figure even if I leave, like I learned so much doing that, like it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's so much less stress when you like that mindset. Yeah. So many, I mean, just in our training, right? Of like, don't fuck up. You won't get into med school. Don't fuck up. You won't get a residency spot. Don't fuck up. You won't like, and it's like, that's not how life is anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you're a neurosurgeon and you're wanted in every state in this nation. You're wanted internationally, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're literally, you get to decide where the ship gets to go now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, we get this, like, it's a scarcity mindset for so many years. Right. And always like fear that the other shoe will drop or that the ground will fall out underneath you or whatever, but that's not going to be the case. I mean, all like, um, well, like one of our other, um, 
groups, members of the group, I have to do my boards. So I have to get through that. Um, and thing I do, I do still like my work environment. So that helps, but I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, you know, a, I can take, there's two jobs that I could take and still work at the same hospital with the same nurses, with the same staff. And B, if I have to leave and go, there's two places in my County, there's places in Los Angeles County, there's places in Orange County, there's places in Northern California, or I could go back to where I'm from, which is the other side of the country. There's places there, you know? So I'm like, why stress? I still carry a license in another state. I don't have to like, there's not much to do. You just pay your dues and that's it. Just keep that option open. Yeah. It's an awesome mindset. I'm trying. <laughs> so, it's, um, I mean, it's working. Like it's, it's awesome because with that sort of mindset, you're like, I'm going to try to try to do this. And if it doesn't work great, let's try to do this. See where, see what I learned. I actually was telling my kids this morning, I don't know how we were talking about this, where I was like, there's no such thing as failure. There's only learning. Yeah. They're like, they're like, yeah, there's no such thing as failure. There's only learning. And I'm like, dude, if you could learn that as a kid, sweet. Yeah, that's a good point. I also did something fun for my life. I adopted a dog. And so sweet. She's bringing me so much joy. The there. poor dog is on crate rest because she got injured. She needed orthopedic surgery. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm a surgeon. I can take care of the dog without ortho surgery. Yeah. It's actually trying to chew her way out of her crate right now. Um, but she's super cute and she's got like these big ears. And I'm like, how can I be in a bad mood and grumpy when I see this dog? Like, I, I can't. Know. They're like, they are present moment, moment Buddhists. They are. They're not like, I'm still worried about yesterday. No, they're like, not. Like, they're teachers. Yeah, they are. Like, I don't know about next month. Like, do like they're present moment gurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are. And she's really cute. And you know, she's keeping me from getting in a funk. I have I have some cats, they're very sweet, but they like don't keep you out of a funk, you know. But no, you they can they, they can like get you into that mellow yeah cat mode. Yeah. Awesome, my friend. All right, I'm gonna move to somebody else who has their hand up if you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for letting me chime in for a while. Totally. Thank you for doing that. All right, we're going to talk to Sunshine. It is sunny in the Pacific Northwest right now. It's gorgeous. It's it's sunny in the Midwest, too. <laughs> Amazing. I talked to my brother. He's in he's in Minnesota. He said it's gray and horrible. Oh, too bad. <laughs> I know. He's too far north. Um, So I I think I've talked to you about this before. I have a nurse practitioner that um, I work with. She's full-time with me. She's almost been with me for a year. But I just don't think she's getting it. Um, and I've gone and talked to my administration multiple times. And I mean, it kind of came to a head a couple of weeks ago. Like she's supposed to, one of her tasks that um, I asked her to do was take care of post-op orders, which means reconcile, um, you know, medications for patients after surgery. And so... There was a patient that uh, is on an insulin pump that didn't get any insulin orders in. And then it became like this event, never event, where um, blood sugars were over 300 for 24 hours. And so had to have a like a big meeting 
it, it, but it's not just that it's like other things that are I feel like are getting like I don't understand I told her that these things are important so when I go to administrators and other physician leaders they're like well have you told her what you want and I'm like well even if I hadn't told her what 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 I need I've also been modeling the activity since she's been here and so but I have told her what it is too so I guess I'm just kind of like very frustrated I I'm almost at the point where I'm like I may just have to say I'm not comfortable with her and this is my license so I I just can't be her supervisory physician anymore yeah that's that's a that's an option right yeah I think that might be getting there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's really like, you know, how much do you want to you or manager? Yeah, or right. Whomever want to be like, okay, let's discuss this event. Let's discuss how we can, you know, what have you learned? What do you want to do moving forward? And really like get her in, in, involved as much to be like, does she care? and just doesn't have the knowledge or does she not right care, right like yeah which one do you want to get rid of and make sure you're you're clear on the reason does that make sense yes yeah I know I I thought about that too because I'm like I I don't know if it doesn't seem to bother her when these things happen because ultimately I'm responsible and she's not yeah so that that's very much bothersome to me um and when she makes statements about like, I don't want to do this part. I don't want to do that. I don't want to round. I don't want to, I'm like, this is what the job is. I don't know what you thought you were getting into. Like I've tried to be encouraging her to look for a new one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Have you ever considered not working in a hospital? Yeah. Right. Some kind of different hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she may just, I, I'm guessing, but she may just be like a very avoidant personality. Right of like, yes. I'm really afraid of fucking up. So I'm just going to withdraw. And when I withdraw, then I don't have any idea of what's going on. So I'm more likely to fuck it up. Yes, exactly. Right. And when, and people can interpret a like avoidant personality as somebody who doesn't care. Yeah. When in fact, they're just like conflict scares the crap out of me. Like me, I'm very comfortable with conflict. <laughs> right. So right. I, like, yeah. I'm clueless to anybody who's not comfortable with it. Cause I'm like, What's the worst that can happen? Right, but, exactly. But that, you know, that <laughs> might be worth exploring of like, what's, her, is her why I just don't give a shit? Or is her why like, I really hate conflict. And when I fuck up, I just like beat myself up for days and I'm just going to withdraw, not engage and make more fuck ups. Yeah. I guess just ask. Like, I just need to ask her. <laughs> After Dude, in a superpower, what I've learned as far as communicating is being like, when the insulin goes to 300, using your mm -hmm. specific event, yeah, when the insulin goes to 300, it makes me feel like you don't care. And can you help me understand that? Because I don't actually want to feel that you don't care. Yeah. And oftentimes they'll correct, like they they feel okay enough because you're like, I could be wrong. It's just, This is just how I feel. Like you're really like making it about you, but you're getting your thoughts out of like, I think you're just like a person who doesn't give a shit, right? But you're like, I yeah. feel like I don't, that you don't care, but I could be wrong. Can you help me understand this? Yeah. 
usually then they'll be like, I feel so horrible about that. I actually don't know whatever that insulin. Yeah. Is. Right. And then I you don't... can be like, well, let's, how can we learn? How can we do follow up? Yeah. Cause I love you on my team, but I really need this. This is part of like the job that has to happen. Right. Like, yeah. I, I value, what do I value? I value trust. I value communication. Uh-huh. I value my patients not having their insulin go to 300. Right. <laughs> Cause I, then I have to sit in meetings and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would just clear up the like, I think she doesn't care, so I want to fire her. Is like, find out if it's true. And then at least you know what you're losing her over. Oh my God, you had an employee that actually didn't care. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's I like that. Yeah, because then you're like, she she's trying, but man, they're scared of us, man. They're scared of us. We are like powerful beasts. And oftentimes we don't see that. Yes. And, and if, um, I mean, I just, if she doesn't understand, then no problem. We can work on that. Like I can go from that. Like, you know, like let's find some stuff to explain how to treat some basic treatment of diabetes and. Totally. Cause like, yeah. If she doesn't care, you can't make her care. Right. Right. Like you, you want to find that out to me I'm like we can always teach more and again we always assume like you remember how little people learn in their schools right compared to what we went through right like yes it, it's insane the difference between like right. never actually saw anybody in di- diabetic ketoacidosis oh good to know <laughs> right? right like i can take care of this on tuesday at 4 a.m from my bed right yeah because i think if you don't clear that up you'll always be wondering like did i just let her go like how can i make that not happen again yes right Mm -hmm. but yeah once i started being like i feel like you don't care but i'm probably wrong can you help me understand this then they don't feel like attacked by it because that's your feeling Mm -hmm. and they can help you understand I just, I, I either fucked up and I feel horrible about it or like, they'll, they'll tell you. And then, then at least you'll, you'll know if it's solvable or not. Right. Right. Cool. And if she truly says, I don't give a fuck on Tuesdays, you could be like, I'm so glad we cleared this up. Yeah. Probably, right. You know, probably not. Right. Cool. Thanks, Kelly. That helpful. I hope it goes well. Yeah, thank you. I hope you I hope you have a super like person who gives a total crap and like <laughs> is just intimidated and is bad at communicating and then like it'll be wonderful. Yes, exactly. A girl can dream. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Are you good? Yes, thanks. You're good. Okay, cool. We'll talk to you next time. I love the name Kinder Germs. Makes me think of a healthy microbiome. Um, anybody else want to come on? Talk to all the sunshine people.
sunshine and scalpels. I don't know if you just didn't put your hand down or if you want to talk. Oh yeah. No, I just had an idea for our previous oh, um, sweet person. I was thinking maybe with this kind of event, um, one, you can try to figure out the personality issue here. I was thinking, you know, depending on where this lady trained, maybe she trained in a facility where you couldn't ask questions. And, um, if you admitted failure, you were really like, um, uh, kind of, uh, frowned on. And I know it doesn't happen as much with the MPs as it does with the doctors, but some nursing programs are really, really nasty. So I was thinking maybe, maybe what you said, you know, asking her if she cares, maybe that'll bring out like the, another side of her, but alternatively, maybe another thing you can do, especially if the hospital is going to give you a hard time about asking not to work with her is create like a post-op checklist for the MP or PA. And then um, if they violate that, then you can say, Hey, I gave them this algorithm and they didn't do it, but it'll also make onboarding your new one easier. I love that. Plus you have data and it's not like, yeah, I, I just don't like dealing with people sometimes. Or like, you don't, you don't look like it's a subjective ask. It's a, it's a much more objective ask to be like, this is the protocol we came up with together. And on the, these two dates, it wasn't followed. Like nobody can refute that. That's a, that's a patient care safety issue, not a personality disagreement. Yeah. And then if they give you an NP or PA from another department, you already lay the ground for teaching them, which might make things a lot easier going forward. Um, and to the same, if that next person sucks too, you'd be like, Hey, this person didn't follow these like really clear rules. I gave them to like, call me about post-op labs with these irregularities. Yeah. I love that because then nobody can be like, she's just difficult to work with or nobody can make her happy. Like it takes all the subjectivity out of it. When you're like X, Y, and Z happened, therefore this happened. Awesome thoughts. Thank you for sharing that. Let's see, QA. Oh, somebody said from favorite Peloton instructor, fail equals first attempt in learning. Nice. I love that. She the insulin thing, she wasn't failing. She just hadn't learned yet. There, we can extend our kindness to her. Awesome. Thank you for that opinion. Any other hands up today on this sunshiny day? All right. The rest don't want to raise their hand. Not a problem. Get out in the sun, get some fresh air, get some nature. Love you guys. You guys are brilliant, very smart, and have very kind hearts. And I love hanging out with you. Awesome. Till next time.